This is the Get Global Young Professionals Talk Global Health podcast, envisioned and created by the Irish Global Health Network and their student outreach team. I am your host, Megan Davis, communications and events intern at the Irish Global Health Network and second year medical student at the Royal College of Surgeons in Ireland. In this series, join me and my student outreach team co-host Aidan Desjardins, a microbiology student at Trinity College, as we talk to inspiring young professionals leading the charge in their respective fields, often operating in sidelines to their career, following their passions above all. Today, we are excited to speak to Maya Sapai. Here is a segment from our conversation. Sometimes as youth, we feel like we don't have much power because you know we're younger and not taking this seriously maybe in the bigger picture but I think once we band together there is so much power in our voice and we really can do so much. Maya Sapai is an Irish Zimbabwean currently working in her master's in global health at Trinity College Dublin. She has a passion for international health development and gender. She achieved a BA in gender and diversity in Germany with most of her experience being in the sphere of sexual health. Her time so far on the Global Health course has allowed her to branch out from gender and discover new passions and causes she wants to fight for, such as vaccine equity. Maya is a member of the Students for Vaccine Equity group. Welcome to the podcast. We'd like to begin by asking guests how they got involved in the field of global health. Would you like mind sharing your journey? So I think it really started when I was younger, um, being interracial, half Zimbabwean, half Irish, and actually spending the first eight years of my life in England. I got to kind of experience lots of different cultural contexts, often traveling to Zimbabwe and then coming back to England. And I became aware of inequality, I think at quite a young age and just the differences. Um, and that really interests me, but also obviously disturbed me. And I've always felt kind of a pull to get involved in this and kind of find my place and where how I could work to decrease some of these inequalities that I was recognizing. Um, and then as I got older, I volunteered and traveled around and became further exposed to the various global issues. And then definitely throughout my bachelor's, just learning about gender inequality specifically and my interest in that really growing. And through internships as well, I realized that this is really like my calling and my interest. And yes, now I found myself within the global health course and I hope eventually to yeah, pursue a career within international development, hopefully within the field. Um, more specifically, can you share the beginnings of the Students for Vaccine Equity group, how it all began? Yes, so we um, started really discussing and becoming kind of aware of the situation and vaccine, vaccine inequity at the start of this year. But there was always there definitely had been hints to it previously, especially I think with even within our class, we couldn't observe this inequality. And that simply was when we first started in September, certain members of our class were not vaccinated just due to the fact that they were international students coming from certain nations who just did not have access to vaccines. And then, yeah, we further became aware of the situation and came across just some really, I guess, frightening statistics with such as like 71% of people in high income countries are fully vaccinated against COVID-19 compared to only 4.5% in low income countries. And it really kind of took form when we were beginning to be offered our third shot and booster and people, you know, in low income countries have not even had access to the first. So we were just really inspired and recognized that there was something that needed to be yeah, that we needed to tackle and raise our voices about. 
For our listeners, would you mind explaining the TRIPS waiver? Uh, so the TRIPS waiver is um, basically would mean that there would be no intellectual property placed on vaccines anymore. And this would open things up greatly to conquer vaccine inequity. And some of the ways that this would happen were it would be allow for widespread and diversified manufacturing of vaccines and other health products. So currently, actually, there are many countries with the capacity to manufacture vaccines, such as in Bangladesh, Canada, Denmark, and India, and Israel. But however, they are unable to manufacture these vaccines currently due to the intellectual property placed on vaccines. It would also just, yes, reduce the global complex rules governing intellectual property and exports, and give governments the freedom to collaborate on technology transfers and exports without fearing the trade-based retaliation and reduce the dependency on any one country or region for medical products and mitigate the risks of export restrictions. So I think an example of this with the issue of dependency is on AstraZeneca. Currently, AstraZeneca is the only vaccine that can be globally distributed and manufactured. And in the case, and that is developed in India. So when India had its really bad wave of COVID last year, they actually stopped sharing their vaccines because they just didn't have the capacity. And then this meant that people all over the world then did not have access to the vaccine. So if passed the TRIPS waiver, we would get rid of this issue. And a good example of the success of this TRIPS waiver um, is in the case of the TRIPS waiver that was introduced 20 years ago to increase access to HIV medications. And it allowed for generic ARVs and other HIV medications to be distributed and save millions of lives worldwide. So why is the Irish government not in support of the TRIPS waiver? Currently, actually, it's not entirely clear with the media that's being shared, but a big thing that they argue is that the human effort and just like the humanitarian effort is enough simply to conquer this vaccine inequity. And also that the Irish government, along with all other EU members, are not in support of the Trump's waiver and they're the big, the greatest blocker. And in other cases, over 100 countries are actually in favor But so, yes, they argue that there's enough um, vaccines just through vaccine sharing and humanitarian support. And also that I think they also maybe they're not saying it, but there is kind of a protection like and a monetization of these vaccines as well. And there's definitely in some cases personal profit and pharmaceutical profit is taking precedence over human life in many cases. Um, and in the case of uh, humanitarian effort being enough to battle this, uh, that's really not the case. So the, at the moment, COVAX is one of the greatest humanitarian efforts to distribute vaccines. Um, however, only 20% of the participant populations are going to receive vaccine coverage just from the COVAX efforts. So this is nowhere near enough. And yeah, this is not. And also COVAX is dependent on AstraZeneca. And as I said previously, that dependency creates a major problem. So do you think um, this more diversified model of production seen under the TRIPS waiver is more advantageous than the normal model of humanitarian aid? Yes, I think definitely it is um, because it's, I think with the case of humanitarian aid, though it's vital and important um, as it's helping others, I think the TRIPS waiver 
not I think, I know the TRIPS waiver would give governments all over the world the capacity to do it themselves and create for themselves and just encourage that kind of global collaboration and interconnectedness that I think a lot of COVID language says, but doesn't, in policy, doesn't necessarily conduct. Um, and in the difference with humanitarian aid, it's, you know, it's, we have this and we'll share it with you. And that sharing is often quite politicized and unfair. And I think a lot of developing nations do have the capacity to help and produce vaccines. And that's important. And also it's, I think, important to share the burden of the, and fight together against this pandemic and not simply put it in certain people's hands. So I think the TRIPS waiver would 100% be advantageous in just the fact that it would allow for global collaboration, increased production of vaccines and just foster distribution to help everyone, yeah. Thank you so much for your explanations. Um, what has been achieved so far with your group and within the campaign? Well, actually it really just took off and has been very, very exciting. Um, so we've engaged a lot within our community and university, collaborating with a number of actors within our fields, such as Women in Global Health, RCSI, One Org, Doctors for Vaccine Equity, and we are planning to collaborate with other institutions. We've also gained quite a lot of public recognition, which is very, very exciting. And our Twitter being our main um, kind of social media presence and where we've really gained a lot of traction. Um, being retweeted by some amazing individuals such as Dr. Tedros um, from the WHO and even Bono, which was <laughs> quite exciting. We were pretty starstruck there. Um, and then some of our campaign members uh, participated in a Q&A with the WHO as well, which was great. And yeah, we continue. And we also were featured actually on the first on the front page of the Irish Times as well. And we have gained amazing support from our university, Trinity College, um, with them like lighting up the front of the university red um, for the entire global week of action, which was fantastic. And people wore red and there was just like a real buzz around the campaign that week, which was felt just amazing and was just great to yeah, get that public recognition. And yeah, we continue to raise awareness and engage with our students and hope to make greater steps um, to impact the government's um, decision because obviously towards the trips waiver because obviously that is our major goal. So I think probably in the summer we will go to the governments and hopefully take further action. But for now we're just yeah keeping things going post global week of action. Um, I did see a few um, petitions going around. Is there one main one that we should be directed to, or is are they different for different schools and societies? Yep, so there definitely are a few petitions going around and we are kind of collaborating with other student bodies even out of Ireland on certain positions. But there is one that we have kind of, we, that we have been gathering um, signatures for and that's the one from one org. So I think definitely we could probably, I don't know if it's possible to link in a bio of a podcast, but that would be great if we could do that. And yeah, and also if within all our bios on social media, that's the petition that we hope people will sign and that that is in support of the TRIPS waiver and that is developed by one org. So what do you feel student activism is important and necessary? I think that it's important and necessary because we are the youth and at the end of the day, I think, you know, we are the future of all of our nations and also we have a slightly younger population as well and we should pave the way for them. Um, and also I think we have what sometimes as youth we feel like we don't have much power 
um, because, you know, we're younger and not taken as seriously maybe in the bigger picture. But I think once we band together, there is so much power in our voice and we really can do so much. I also think our understanding of social media is such a great tool for us. And just, I think I've learned through this campaign is how much you can really, how much power and recognition and change you can really incite through social media. And I think that's a really like a tool that we can use in order to really incite change and kind of conduct our activism. Do you see uh, social media becoming a greater tool for a lot of advocates in global health? Like how we reach out to the community and reach out to each other? I think definitely. Um, it does depend on the context for sure. And I guess who you're trying to reach are those people on social media or sort of those sort of questions. But I think, yeah, through our campaign and I think definitely with just like electronic signatures and things like that. And even with COVID, I think during COVID, we saw with the BLM movement, um, not to sort of get sidetracked, but just like how much can be done through our phones and through technology and simply banding together through electronic and social media protests and that sort of thing or social media actions so yeah I think 100% and so we know that there's a lot of people with a lot of different opinions would you be able to explain how we could go about responding to individuals with differing opinions about this regarding vaccines um I think it's important to not lose sight of what we want to achieve with the TRIPS waiver. And I think with the TRIPS waiver, we just want to ensure that people have access to vaccines because currently there is that lack of access and that's a real problem. And I think you can provide that access by ensuring that there are more being created, well, more being made and shared uh, with people all over the world without forcing, and in doing that, we're not saying that you must be vaccinated or, um, anything like that. We're simply just making sure that they are available to people that want them. So I think that's the real, because I think a big obviously critique is anti-vaxxers or people saying that, oh no, you're forcing populations to be vaccinated and things like that. And that's really not the case. It's just, there are people out there that want to be vaccinated and there's, you know, frontline workers and health workers who still are not vaccinated and that's extremely dangerous um, to their lives. Um, and we, believe that they deserve access and should have access and that this is the, you know a global pandemic and yeah, global action is needed um, in order to fight it. I would say the critique, to that critique, I would answer, it's not about us forcing people to get vaccines. It's simply that we believe that people deserve access and they can then choose how they go about it. But having that access is what we're fighting for and what is necessary. Also, I think it's vaccines are at the end in the end at the end of the day the way that we are going to overcome this pandemic um the more people that are vaccinated the less likely that this virus is going to mutate into something else and something else and something else um so yeah also just to stop the spread of the virus and also just the continued mutation and elongating of this pandemic with national lockdowns and everything else uh, do you have any recommendations on where people can go to learn more about the TRIPS waiver in your campaign? Um, yes, so I've said it quite a few times about our social media. So I would say you definitely follow us on Instagram at Students for Vaccine Equity. And then you can find us on Twitter as well for Vax Equity. Um, and we, especially I think our Twitter would be a great place just to learn more um, because there's a lot of different people um, as I said, Dr. Tedros um, of the WHO, WHO continues to share a lot of amazing sources and very insightful things. They also have a whole sort of 
their own campaign on vax equity as well, vaccine equity. And yeah, so I think Twitter is a great space as well. And just, yeah, within just global health networks, everywhere else, um, Doctors for Vaccine Equity, also a great um, way to understand the problem more. Um, we've learned a huge amount from them. And just, I think without the engagement from them, I, we wouldn't be where we are now. So definitely them as well. And One Org as well, for sure, especially with trying to understand the TRIPS waiver and how that can insight change for everybody. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Maya. It was an amazing conversation about global health and it's extremely topical at the moment. If you would like to learn more about the Students for Vaccine Equity group, please visit their Instagram at Students for Vaccine Equity and also their Twitter account. If you would like to learn more about the Irish Global Health Network or the student outreach team, visit www.globalhealth.ie where you can sign up for our newsletters. Thanks again for tuning in. Thank you.